It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good afternoon. Welcome to AZ here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, where today I tell you, you got to dive deep. Welcome in. We are live here on this Tuesday. Give us a follow on Twitter at Locked On ATL. Of course, I'm at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give a thumbs up to all the content there. Don't forget we're on Roku TV as well, that Amazon Fire Stick, however you get Roku TV. Make sure you download it and check out Locked On Sports Atlanta every single day right here. Our good buddy Aaron Freeman from Locked On Falcons is going to join us because, uh, we have a lot to go over. Uh, I have I have been um, apoplectic uh, after yesterday. <clears throat> you know, it's funny because some days, you know, I, I do this show, uh, you know, before noon, and um, I, I don't get a chance to get out and kind of listen to a lot of talk radio in the town or listen to what a lot of people are saying or watch a lot of TV. And so, you know, I kind of just go off my own opinion and what I think and what I see and you know, um, yesterday, for example, I didn't have a lot of time. I, I drove to the Arthur Smith press conference and everything else. And so, you know, I got the show out in the morning, but I was listening on the way back in the afternoon. And, um, man, I, I there's a part of me that genuinely wonders um, if people understand what they're looking at and what they're watching. And, and I, I get that as fans, you sort of do this thing where, you know, you manifest things to happen in your mind or you believe things should go a certain way that isn't consistent with reality. Folks, what happened to the Falcons on Sunday? And in the bigger picture, and that's the other part, is that we're continuing to leave out the bigger picture. But, you know, what happened to the Falcons on Sunday is is you have to have a nuanced discussion about it. Like, the discussion has to go beyond just plain basic stats and plain basic numbers. If you're still getting hung up on 13 pass attempts, you know, and and 120 yards, if you're getting hung up on that, I'm not sure exactly what to tell you about what you're seeing that you're going to understand. You know, like if you're getting hung up on the fact that, oh, the Falcons are at the bottom of the league in passing. Some other teams at the bottom of the league, oh, the Bears, they're bad. The Panthers, they're bad. The Texans, they're bad, right? I mean, you have to understand, you know, exactly what you're looking at. Oh, by the way, there are some teams at the bottom of the league that happen to be really good. The Giants are one of them. The Cowboys are another. The Ravens are another. I mean, heck, the Titans are four and two. Not that that should count for anything, but neither here nor there. Um, or five, yeah, four and two. They just went four and two. They had a bye. So the point really is, is that if you're just looking at those numbers and saying, hey, the Falcons are, are second to last in the league in passing yards, yeah, well, guess what? You're never going to be able to have a true understanding of what is going on with this team and who they are and what they are. What happened on Sunday, plain and simple, is that Arthur Smith clearly understands the limitations of his roster. He understands what his team is capable of and what they're not capable of. And in doing that, what he doesn't try to do is force a square peg into a round hole and ask these guys to do things that 99 times out of 100 they're not capable of doing. That is smart coaching. I don't care what you say. That's how you don't get in trouble in the NFL. I mean, Baker Mayfield fell apart in Cleveland because he was continually asked to do things that he couldn't do. It's that simple. 
He was asked to be a higher level quarterback than what he was. It's that simple. Happens to a lot of young quarterbacks. They're asked to carry for stretches, and they can't do it. So Arthur Smith realizes the limitations of his quarterback, not only from an accuracy standpoint, but from a talent standpoint, an arm standpoint, all those things. And so what he's not going to do is put his quarterback in situations where he's more likely to fail than succeed. Asking Marcus Mariota to throw 25 to 30 times a game is a recipe for disaster. So he doesn't ask him to do it. Arthur Smith is very good at situational football. He's proven that time and time again through seven weeks of football. You know, the other part you could argue about Sunday was that this team executed poorly. Again, I went back and crunched the numbers yesterday of what the Falcons did in the second half. It was on my Twitter account, at Mark Zinno, um, and, and basically broke down from halftime on their run-pass selection. They passed 12 times and ran eight. Guys, that's a 60% pass rate. That is a high number for Marcus Mariota. And again, oh, by the way, on one quarter of those dropbacks, Marcus Mariota was sacked. So now, logically, if you're going to ask a below-average quarterback who's got poor accuracy and doesn't necessarily know how to read defenses as good as other guys, and I'll show you why in a minute, is because um, if you're asking your quarterback to do those things with a bad offensive line, how is any of this going to be a net positive? How, how is it going to work out well for this team? So Arthur Smith doesn't do it because he's going to try to keep himself in a net positive longer than not. Now, here's how I know that Marcus Mariota struggles still to sort of read defenses. Why? Because the Falcons don't use a ton of play action, and furthermore, they don't use a ton of play action from under center. Think about this, guys, okay? When you do play action from under center, your quarterback is literally turning his back to the defense when he turns around to fake the handoff to the running back. What that requires the quarterback to do, turn their back, turn back around, set their feet, read the defense, find the open man, look to another progression, and deliver the football all in a matter of about two seconds. If you do it from shotgun, all he has to do is stick his hands out and he can keep his eyes up scanning the defense and read where everybody is. That's why he runs more out of shotgun. Why? Because it minimizes the mistakes his quarterback can make and puts him in better positions to succeed. Now, all of this may lead to, well, then what do you have Marcus Mariota for? If he's that bad, what do you have him for? Well, you have him because you had about a million dollars in cap space and he was the only available quarterback with starting experience that was out there for you to get. That's it. That, that, that's when, that's what you were left with. So what do you really want to happen here, folks? What do you really want to happen? Oh, that's right. You want to see Desmond Ritter play. Well, that's nice. I'm glad you want to see him play. Okay. I'd like to see it too. But it's not going to happen. Because you have to trust the fact that if Arthur Smith truly felt that Desmond Ritter's ceiling was higher than Marcus Mariota's, he'd be playing right now. 
why would Arthur Smith not want the better player under center? Oh, well, let's figure it out. Let's see what he can do. Just throw him in there. Again, back to the same scenario. You have a bad offensive line with a rookie quarterback who can struggle with accuracy and reading defenses. How is that going to be a net positive? I mean, you could throw every, every example out there you want. You could throw any excuse out there you want. And guess what? You're going to get the same answer. And the same answer is <laughs> that these are the limitations of the roster. Will it change next year? It should. I hope so. I mean, if it doesn't, well, th then we can have a different conversation. But the nuanced conversation of what happened on the field and where they are is very much a conversation that nobody had yesterday. There was a lot of whining. There was a lot of complaining. There was a lot of, look at it, we can't win, we can't. Guys, I agree that this formula is not sustainable for long-term winning in the NFL. I get that. But what I don't get is how people can't understand that this roster is limited. And they're going to have to work. Arthur Smith has to work with what is in front of him. All right, we got more on the Falcons to get to here. Uh, in just a moment. I want to tell you about our friends at betonline.net. Fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Look at this, guys. Falcons opening up as a favorite for the first time this year. Not going to lie. Very excited to fade them. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but you'll find reviews of that game. News of every league. NFL. Uh, college football, Major League Baseball, World Series coming up, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting scores and podcasts. They've got you covered. Head Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action that is happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay. Um, more on the Falcons here because I, I can't like walk away from this without trying to give you guys a full explanation of what is going on. And, you know, I asked Arthur Smith yesterday, and, and here is one thing I will agree with with people. And this is why I asked him this yesterday. At some point in time, we have to figure out a way to get more production from Kyle Pitts and Drake London. I think that's fair. I don't think anybody saying that is unfair, but understand why it is difficult. It's difficult for the reasons that I asked you. However, if you're only going to throw 13 times a game, okay, you've got to maximize every one of those attempts and put the ball in your best player's hands. And I asked Arthur Smith yesterday, and the exact phrasing of my question was very simple. Because I know he doesn't like the targets question, right? Like he, he So I, I sort of disarmed him a little bit, and I said to him, You've admitted to us that you're targeting Kyle. So we're not, I'm not objecting to that. But you're targeting him and we're still not seeing the connection happen and we're not seeing the production. So how do you make it easier? How do you make it simpler for Marcus to get the ball to Kyle and get more production out of him? And Arthur Smith said it very succinctly. We have to do it better. I think he's aware of this, guys. I, I, I mean, if anybody thinks it's purposeful, if anybody thinks that there is intent that he is doing or, or not getting him the ball on purpose, I mean, 
it's a joke. Like, that's not literally the case at all. There is no reason to believe for one second that Arthur Smith um, is, is purposely avoiding getting his best playmaker the football. Now, again, if you guys would love to have a conversation about what we did with Kyle by taking him fourth overall and everything else, right? Um, and, and maximizing that and all that. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm game with you. I understand, but that's a different conversation than what is going on on the field yesterday and in the big picture this year. Because remember, in the big picture, if I told all of you on September 1st, the Falcons would be three and four after their first seven games, there's not a single person who would have said, I don't want that. Everybody would have taken it. We all would have taken it. So don't kid yourself about how bad things are because they're not that bad. This team is a lot better than what you what any of us gave it credit for. They're, they're clearly a lot better coached than what any of us thought. And most of all, they are a step ahead of what you would expect for a team that, for all intents and purposes, was in a darn rebuild. Right? I mean, it's it's one of those things where you have to understand that what they've accomplished at this point is so much better than you could have hoped for. But yes, do they need to get the ball in Kyle Pitt's hands more? Sure. I don't necessarily know. I mean, Arthur Smith is not going to tell us directly how he's going to do that. He's not going to talk about scheme. So asking those questions is pointless. You're not going to get an answer. Um, and And trying to figure out the way that it's going to happen. I mean, I would suggest, again, the one thing he did say, he's got to get him in a rhythm early. Get the ball to him early. Figure out ways to scheme him open early. Uh, and and maybe Marcus needs to be told to just flat out force him the damn ball. Let him go make a play. You know, it, 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 will that be a net negative? It could. I think you roll the dice with it. I think it's really tough. So there's that. I uh, want to remind you guys, uh, thanks for making Locked On Falcons your first listen every day. Make sure you check out NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL. Locked On's local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday Night Football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts, Bet Online. Follow Key Predictions every Friday and Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. You know, the other thing that happened in this game on Sunday that we're not talking enough about, okay, uh, because we're so focused on the damn offense, and it gets really irritating. But the problem on Sunday more than anything is that you got raped. I mean, that's a problem. And nobody's talking about the fact that they gave up 21 points before you could sneeze. That's a problem. Now, Arthur Smith will tell you stats be damned, and to a certain extent he's right when you're playing good situational football, but it's only a matter of time, and I said this prior to the game, it was only a matter of time before the Falcons giving up all those yards turned into points. Because you can only bend for so long before you break. You want to be a middle-of-the-road defense and give up yards and a lot of points, fine. When you're giving up the second most, your third most yards 
in the NFL per game through seven weeks of football, that's problematic. Folks, there's a reason why odds makers use yards per game and yards per play as one of the major metrics in deciding how good a team is and what a spread will be for a reason. Because those numbers hold true game in and game out. I mean, that's what this boils down to. And if this defense wants to have any measure of success and help this team get better, um, then they can't continue to give up 400 yards per game. They can't continue to get get gashed through the air for a league worse 306 yards. Oh, it was just inflated after the Bengals game. No, it was bad before that, guys. It was bad before that. It's it, it just a fact of the matter. I mean, P.J. Walker went out there last week and uh, and, and beat the hell out of the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And their defense is a lot better than the Falcons. Statistically, this is the worst offense in the NFL the Panthers have. They may have a field day against the Falcons' defense. We'll see how it shakes out. But something has to change defensively for this team. If it doesn't, guess what? They're going to lose more. They're going to lose more. It's just the way it is. I'm not sure that you can you can really parse it any other way. Um, because if, if you try to look at it differently, guess what? It's not going to work. They, they have to give up less yards than what, they, what they're doing right now at this pace. They, Dean Peace has to tighten that up. All right, we're going to hand out some shovels of wisdom. And now, uh, coming up, we'll get to news I sort of predicted yesterday. But first, a word from our friends at Built Bar. You guys have tried Built Bar Puffs yet? Oh, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? They get a brand new flavor that is delicious, indulgent. It is awesome cookie dough chunk. Puffs are light and chewy. They have great texture. And they've got real cookie dough chunks in them. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And they're the perfect snack. You want something late at night or you want something where uh, in between meals it's not going to be too heavy. Cookie dough chunk puffs, only 160 calories. Got a whopping 15 grams of protein. Uh, so you know they're healthy for you. Got a box in the house. Take one with me on the go. Wherever I need is a light snack. They are perfect. Go to built.com. You can snag a box for yourself, for the family, bring them to work, leave them in the office. The perfect snack anytime, guys. Go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15 at built.com. Built bars, they are delicious. Now it is time for a shovel of wisdom. Brace yourselves, because it's time for the Shovel of Wisdom. Yeah, you know how we do it every day. We got to set somebody straight for saying we're doing something stupid. And, oh, well, we do so on my Twitter account. That works, you know, M-E-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Just use the hashtag Shovel of Wisdom. And today, my shovel goes to LSU. Now, uh, I saw this yesterday, and I wasn't really like, um, but LSU was fined $250,000 for storming the field after their win over Ole Miss. You guys know how I feel about the storming the field thing. Hey, it's like a practice that is dumb now. It's a little bit overplayed out. 
not unique anymore because you have, you know, LSU, who's a multiple-time national championship winner, getting on the field for beating Ole Miss. Now, the problem is, they're fined two hundred fifty thousand dollars because it's their third violation. I want to know when the hell LSU stormed the field before then. Apparently, we find out uh, it was a, no- a win over number two Georgia in twenty eighteen. Uh, and what was the first one? Let's see. It, it, that was the last time they were fined. It doesn't say what the first one was. Oh, Lord. I mean, uh, like we have we we. There are certain criteria. I know I'm the get off your lawn guy. There are certain criteria for storming the field and uh, beating Ole Miss doesn't ever really qualify as one of them. But again, what the hell, what the hell do I know? I'm the, I'm the get off your lawn guy. All right. Um, want to finish up with this today. My, how the mighty have fallen. Um, guess what? Guess what? Matt Ryan got benched yesterday. We gave him our shovel. <laughs> we gave him our shovel, and uh, I didn't know it was going to lead to this. I mean, Frank Reich just benched Matt Ryan for the rest of the year, relegated him to third string, and uh, has now basically taken the end of what was a very, very good career and sort of punctuated it with a... Uh, yeah, you stink. According to Reich, here's his quote, extremely difficult decision given the respect and admiration we have for Matt Ryan, given what he's brought here. He's a pro's pro. The guy is special. We all know at the quarterback position, our poor production on offense is not on one person. It's not on Matt Ryan. But we also know as head coach quarterback, it doesn't matter. I'm judged on wins and losses. Quarterback to judge on points and turnovers. We understand that's how it is in this league. Matt will be a pro. I can only wonder what Matt Ryan is saying behind closed doors. He has the most interceptions in the league. He's been sacked the most in the league or tied for the most in the league. And he's fumbled the ball more than anybody in the league. Now, uh, I could get into the whole conversation of uh, a future Hall of Famer being benched, but guess what? Well, you know, Matt Ryan's not a future Hall of Famer. Sorry, guys. It's just not. But you know me. I don't want anybody in the Hall of Fame. You guys, you guys want to uh, let everybody in. Not me so much. Still can't believe that. Still literally can't believe that Matt Ryan got benched. I mean, that is nuts. I Nobody would have ever predicted that. And I'm sitting here thinking before the season, and I remember tweeting this out there. There was a video that the Colts made of Matt Ryan. And, you know, you see him, you know, working through training camp, throwing players, um, or throwing players, throwing touchdowns to players and conversing with them and having fun with a smile on his face. And I'm like, man, Matt looks reinvigorated. You know, Matt looks like he's going to have a great year. He looks reinvigorated. <sighs> reinvigorated, all right. Re- reinvigorated for, for something he's never expected in his entire career. I mean, it really was one of the more shocking turn of events in an NFL year that has been absolutely upside down, impossible to figure out. Because we all had the Bears winning by 20 last night in Foxborough. Dear Lord. I mean, it is uh, just an unpredictable NFL season by all accounts. Can't figure it out at all. I'm not even trying to anymore. I've kind of given up. So, yeah, for the record, I'll stick to betting college the rest of the year. <laughs> it has been it has been a very, very tough year. 
And oh, by the way, I'll add one more note here before we get out of here on this Tuesday. Um, the Jets added uh, James Robinson from the Jacksonville Jaguars in a trade. Uh, I guess that they are very happy with uh, Travis Etienne, but after Brees Hall has a season-ending knee injury, um, they needed somebody else in the backfield for uh, for the Jets. It's another trade. I, I mean, I know the Falcons, it's tough for them to trade. I would still love to see them make some sort of move to make this team better before Tuesday, November 1st, which is a trade deadline. I think we're going to see a lot more trades coming up. I think there are a lot of teams that that are going to look to add and make themselves better. Um, I I don't know that the moves are done. I'd love to see them get in on it. You guys know me. I love aggressive GMs. I love GMs who put it all on the line. And um, I think it's super important uh, that if you want to be a team that gets competitive quick, working through trades is so important. It, It really does help define your team and make them better. Want to remind you guys, thanks for making Locked On Falcons your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reaction, big game recaps, and of course, the take of the day. That's like after the take you get here, you get the take of the day on the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. As I said, guys, make sure you subscribe and like to the YouTube channel. Check us out on Roku TV on the Amazon Fire Stick. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at LockedOnATL. I'm at Mark Zinno. It's been another edition of A to Z. Appreciate you guys joining me back tomorrow for a Wednesday edition of A to Z right here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. You guys have a wonderful Wednesday. Don't take any crap from anybody. See ya. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.